Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Calling all men. <clears throat> nope. <laughs> <laughs> International break is over. The business end of the season has begun. Celtic are back. We're back. The 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host, Jamie, and of course, I'm joined by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. Hello. Ross County, was that the perfect game ahead of the Rangers game? The performance wasn't great, Melly, but with Rangers on the horizon, it's good to get that out of our system because there's no denying that this game at the weekend is one of the biggest games of the season. Oh, it's the big one. It's. That game at the weekend was the archetypal. Just get it out of the way, lads. Yeah, get it out of the yeah. way. Get the game won and we can move on to the next one. Everybody apart from Ange will always say you've got that eye on the other game, but now it's full full sight on them. Full, full sight. sight on Rangers, Stephen. I don't think there's any getting away from it. We're going to obviously talk about the Ross County game, but the, the, the minute the final whistle went up at Dingwall, all focused onto Celtic Park, onto Rangers coming. Yeah, but probably even before that, for, mm. all, for a lot of the fans, um, this was... I got the feeling that this game was being treated as a kind of practice run for, mm. for the Rangers game for good reason because the manager the players are never going to look past it but maybe the fans probably do because it, it's very difficult not to when it's a, a game of that magnitude just around the corner and Ross County is not the most glamorous of things no, so you nope. think right let, let's get the confidence up let's bang a few goals in wasn't really to be wasn't a classic and I nearly fell off my chair when you described it as the perfect game mm. in the introduction to this. But I understand what you're, what you're getting Thank at you. with that in, in context. But yeah, uh, there's no doubt that everything is now focused. As Melly says, full sights on the Rangers game now because it, it's massive. There's been a lot of talk. Shocker. There's yes. been a lot of talk yeah. in the, in the build-up to it yet again. So we'll get into that, but there's no doubt full steam ahead for the Rangers game. I know, a lot of yapping from the Ibrox. <laughs> yeah. Because when you said, you know, managers never look beyond and players will not look beyond the fixture well that's that's true for us yeah. it's not necessarily true for the boys in blue um, Melly let's turn our attention to Dingwall let's not do what we accuse everyone else of I think there's some things that we need to pick over the bones of that Dingwall game and obviously it wasn't the lineup a lot of people expected it wouldn't have been Vange's first 11 there were some players in there that made appearances or started the game that are certainly worth talking about and I think the one at the top of the agenda is probably Awata do you think he showed enough in that game to warrant a start against Rangers? Eh, uh, if my if uh, Hatati and Moy are fit, I don't think so. But I wouldn't be too worried if he did play. Then again, taking Cal McGregor out of that base of midfield for Celtic, it it sort of stops Celtic playing as fluidly as they do. So 
think he did very well, but I think he played well. I think you can see why Celtic brought him in. He always looked for the ball. He always made space for it. So I think he didn't do himself any harm. Whether that's enough to get the starting spot, I don't think so. He did better than Matt O'Reilly, to be honest, to get mm. a start next week. But if um, Hattati and Moya back, I fully expect them to start. And, and complimented Awata after the game. He said he was the most sure-footed on the pitch, given the conditions. He was always looking for the ball. He was always active. Uh, you kind of expect that, don't you? Before the game, we had the live match build-up, which is something we do on patreoncom slash 20-minute Tims before every away game. And we kind of said, we're at the stage of the season now where there's guys there that have not played a lot of football, but you need to be right on it when you're called upon. Yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean, look, Greg Taylor could have been off injured and that could have been Burnaby left back for the rest of the season. You never know what's going to happen. Awata came in, big reputation, best player in the J-League last year, not played a lot of football. Don't think there's any denying that guy was going to be absolutely ready when they called Oh, came. yeah, and, and he looked it's a pattern emerging with this team is that players tend to look like they've been here for a long time as soon as they step in it's not his debut but it's his, his first start I think it yep. is yeah his first, his first full start so we were all really looking forward to that I suppose the question as to whether he has done anything to get a place for the Rangers game it's almost two questions that because one he probably did given the performance mm. he probably did enough to be considered but is there ever going to be enough to dislodge either one of Hitati or Moy? Should they be fit? And the answer's probably and, no and there's to a that. Third, there's a third question, and I suppose it's, does playing well against Ross County change anything? Because that no. would... I, the, the question is, did he do enough to warrant a place? Does That that kind of suggests, and I know it's a question I asked myself, so I'm now questioning my own question, but it's a question you hear all the time, and I should say question more. <laughs> um, yeah. th there's a sort of inherent doubt built into that, isn't there? As if... Maybe Ange is watching this guy in training every week going, oh, I don't know. What I need from him is a good good performance against Ross County before they decide whether or not to play him. When in actual fact, the reality of the situation is Awata's good enough to play against Rangers, whether or not he played against Ross County, or even if he had a bad game against Ross County, Ange isn't going to go, ah, that's it. Not for me. Yeah, and you need to look beyond just the the fixture, just the team on paper, just mm. saying, ah, but it's just Ross County, because it was a difficult game in difficult circumstances on a a pitch that was Appalling. less suboptimal, mm. let's say, uh, against a Ross County team that were, you know, in the mood to spoil what Celtic were trying. I think Malcolm McKay was pretty open about that. He, t he talked about he, he had tactical plans for each half. And yeah. he, he thought it's not that, cutting the grass attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is in Scotland. It is in Scotland. We what, still in the league that hates itself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we still need to deal with that. Um, we are one step away from the that old trick. I think it's from like, Years, decades ago in England, where there was a manager, forgive me, I can't remember who it was, who used to grow the grass really long in the corners. So <laughs> the corner flags, that the grass was like six inches longer mm. than the rest of the grass. So you could boot it into the corner and the ball would stop before it went out and you could chase it in there to waste time. That'll be, that'll be the next uh, that, thing. That'll be the next thing. I've planted that seed, haven't mm. I? I've wished that into the universe. David so. Martin, they like that plastic growing. Yeah, so we're, we're oh, yeah, what, I mean, it, it's. I don't think it's fair to just say aye but it was against Ross County because a lot of the, the games that we play in this league are against Ross County figuratively mm. or literally because a lot of teams are like Ross County a lot of the challenges that we come up against are quite similar to that Ross County did a, a decent job of it and I know I, I, very, I struggle to find ways to say that that doesn't sound patronising right but I mean sometimes you do get teams that are better at shutting down Celtic and making it difficult for them than others. I thought Ross County were on the better end of the, of the spectrum for that. But Awata did, he was fine. It wasn't like mind-blowing by any means, but mm -hmm. he, he did what he was put there to, to do. Kept it really simple, as I said. Always shown for the ball. He and Carter Vickers played quite a lot of passes together. 
He barely gave the ball away. He was right up there in terms of you know, pass completion, accurate passes. But do you, do you know who was the top? Celtic, and this is something that will probably surprise you. Alistair Johnson? It was, it was Starfield. Was it? What? Was yeah, it? It was Starfield, but it just shows you that that's just the number of it. Yep. That doesn't mm. take into account that he gave away three, at also, least three. No, as a percentage of all his passes. As a percentage, yeah. Starfield was number one. He's usually the, highest, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he plays a lot of passes. He played the most passes by a considerable distance right. and, was, and was right up there in terms of percentage completed. But that doesn't take into account what he was doing with the ball when he was giving it away. But Iwata, Iwata was you know, exactly what you expect of that kind of role in the, within the mm. Celtic team. Just link things between the defence and the midfield. I thought he performed pretty well. I think the only thing that will go against him for next week is the simple fact that he's not Cal McGregor. Cal yeah, McGregor yeah. is sensational in that role and we'll come on to Starfield later probably. But taking Cal McGregor out of that role against Rangers when Starfield and Cart Vickers are going to have a lot of the ball, you want Cal McGregor there to receive it. I'm not saying that Iwata would shuck that responsibility. I'm just saying Cal McGregor is much better at mm. it and will always be an option and will probably pick the right option. It'd just be a wee bit difficult for Iwata coming in there. But if he was to be on the team sheet, I wouldn't be too worried about it. But I think any game that Celtic take Cal, Cal McGregor out that position... We just don't seem to play as well as we usually do. I think, you know, just as an aside, you're talking about like the, the grass at Dingwall, which is obviously a disgrace. The pitch was a mess, but at least the, at least they've got actual grass. They've got yeah, to the effort yeah. of having, you know, vegetation. Um, <laughs> but I think one thing that always strikes me when I'm watching these games up in Dingwall, you're like, how much does a television gantry cost? Mm, yeah. Because that television, that camera angle you get at Dingwall is... It's like the touch. It's like on the touchline or something. It's absolutely appalling. Oh, like my heart sank as soon as the the game started being played, and I base I felt like I was on the pitch yeah. basically, or I was at one of those weird stadiums where the front row is actually lower than the pitch, and you can't see the other side of it. Yeah. So I, I felt like I was in one of those, like some sort of optical illusion. Uh, it's it's no it's no I mean, there's only so much you can do with the size of your stadium and all that, but it's it's no television it spectacle. Back, well, that's it. It sort of comes back to every time I'm you know I jokingly called essentially the league that hates itself. But <laughs> you're just like we pass all these crazy you know every season there's some sort of crazy standard that we need, but nothing seems to be focused around the condition of your pitch, the lighting of the stadium, how you film the game. That's all just left up to the sort of clubs to decide yeah, yeah. how best how best they want to do it. And like you said, when you you forget Dingwall and then when you see that camera and the game first kicks off, you're like, oh God, it's this again. Yeah. Um, Melly, you mentioned him, Matt O'Reilly. I was speaking to you on the Match Reaction, nothing we do on Patreon, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tim's Match Reaction podcast for every game. Um, he is nowhere near the heights he was last season. No, or even earlier this season, I thought he had a decent start to the season. Some, it's funny because some of his best football was probably played in that space when Callum McGregor was yeah, injured. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was very good there, but it just seems since he went back further forward, it's just not worked out for him. But I, I don't don't really worry about it too much because I think we've seen that Matt O'Reilly is a very good footballer. I think it's just a slight dip in form and a dip, dip in confidence for him because mm. he's got it there. We've seen it over a long, sustained period uh, towards the end of last season. We've seen it at the start of this season. Just it's not quite working out for him. He's he got his first goal recently, and you thought maybe that'll be the confidence booster, but he just seem can't seem to get that run of performances that we expect of him. But I fully expect him to be a good player for Celtic. It's just not happening for him right now. I don't know if I agree with Melly there, Stephen. I think to be to be a good Celtic player, you kind of just have one hot season or one hot six months. And when Matt O'Reilly burst onto the scene, winning all sorts of awards, Player of the Month, and we we were watching him going, "This guy's a talent." You know, we're going to struggle to hold on to this guy. And going back to what I said about Awata, about players needing to be come in, they need to be ready, they need to be bang on form. 
Matt O'Reilly doesn't really have the luxury of what Melly's saying, I was good last season, I was good six months ago, I've been pretty poor for four months. I don't think he really gets that. He needs to, when you're at Celtic, and if, if you want to excel and, and push your career on, you kind of need to, what's that phrase we use, you must have forgot. We kind of <laughs> yeah, need yeah. one of those for yeah. Matt O'Reilly, don't we? Yeah, it, it's not so long ago where we were talking in very real terms about him potentially making the Denmark World Cup squad. Yeah. That, that's not so long ago we were talking about that. And Denmark disappointed at the World Cup, but they're a good team. And it was, it was only about four or five months ago we were saying he's got a real chance of being in like that, their, yeah. their squad despite being uncapped. So it's been a bit of a drop-off since then. Uh, he was disappointing against Ross County, no doubt about it. I, I felt you can, like, can, can I tell, couldn't you? Because sometimes the camera cut to him and he was doing that. He was uh, kind of disappointed things weren't coming off. Though. He tried a couple of passes and it didn't quite work for him. There, there was one as well where I think someone passed it through to him. It was on his right foot and it bubbled over his foot and went behind him and he, he was taken out of the play. So I think... It, it's, it might just be one of those games, but it has been building for well, not building. It's been sort of trundling along for, no, for yeah, building, for, yeah, for O'Reilly that it's been he's been a wee bit disappointing recently. What I would say in his defence is that it comes into this. We have different perceptions of different players who are all in a very similar boat at Celtic. If you say that Bernabe was disappointing in a game, or if you scrutinise his performance in any way. And not not talking about just about this. You know, he scored an amazing goal in this game. But if you talk about how you know he maybe needs to sharpen up, he needs to work on his passing and all that, people leap to his defence. But nobody's got any problem in saying how disappointing Matt O'Reilly has been this season. And they're both the same age. Bernabe is older. Oh, is he? He is older than Matt O'Reilly. It's mm. only it's only a couple of months in yeah. it, but, it, but they're in the same ballpark, and everyone's happy talking about how Matt O'Reilly needs to be better but everything Bernabe does is framed around So do you think I'm being a bit harsh on Matt O'Reilly do you think you know they no, say I inconsistency don't... comes with young players and he's, he's good he's bad he's not playing as much football he is only 22 I mean to be fair I kind of forgot that as well you forget he's such I mean that is I know, I know we joke regularly on this podcast about in Scotland what constitutes a young player well, yeah. but I think, I think at 22 you're still kind of a young player you're scraping that yeah, under, that, the, under the bar there. That's what I mean about the different perceptions. Bernabe seems young and Matt O'Reilly doesn't. Mm. We expect more of him because he, he kind of looks like a, a more seasoned, more sort of cultured footballer mm. than Bernabe who who he gets all this sort of usual chat about raw and developing yeah. and all that sort of stuff despite them being this, the same age. Now, again, I would make the distinction that Matt O'Reilly came from England and Bernabe came from Argentina. That's completely different. as worlds apart in terms of ad, adapting to this, this Scottish football. I don't think you're being harsh to saying that O'Reilly has been disappointing because uh, I think he has, but there there will be a, a bit of a dip off. I think because we saw it with Abada. Abada's mm. similar age to both of those examples I've already used. Last season he was brilliant and then dipped off hugely in the second half of the season. Then this season he's been in and out of the team. Contract stuff we've already yeah. discussed. So it's I suppose it's only natural that Matt O'Reilly will find himself in one of those. Mm one of those sort of sticky periods for a, a Celtic player. What will be the making of him is how he comes through that. Yep. How, how he, how he ends. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's another good example. Yeah, so um, how he comes through, how he finishes the season, um, I'm looking at, because we'll, we'll find out a lot about how he gets on by the last, you know, half a dozen games of the season or so. Or maybe it really will just be a sort of phasing out of the team because we've got so many good players in that position with a view to getting him back involved next season. Don't, don't know, he's not going to get entirely out of the team because yeah. we're going to need him. But it, it might just be that 
the season's kind of it's over run away for him. Yeah, a wee bit. A wee bit. Um, if Greg Taylor was injured, Melly, and we ended up, we have to barely be at left back for the rest of the season, would you be happy with that? Would you be comfortable? Would you be relaxed? Uh, would you be excited? No. It, Give me a feeling statement. <laughs> How would you feel? Excited, but also very nervous. We've got three games, three derbies coming up, mm. haven't we? Uh, a potential Scottish Cup final as well. Was there eight games to go and potential a final? So nine games is the old run of games that he would need. But I think we've seen from him that it's not quite going to happen this season for him. And if it's a choice between him and Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor wins every time. I think what we need right now is calm heads, people that are calm on the ball. That's not Burnaby right now. We need people who are good at the basics and excel. Bernabe excels in some things, but the basics just aren't there for him. And I don't think it's going to come towards the end of the season. I certainly don't think it's going to come playing in games against the top half of the table and in cup semi-finals. So I think it'd be next season before we see that. So I'd be nervous. I'm glad it's only a dead leg for Greg Taylor because he's pivotal. And I think the game sort of turned at uh, Ibrox earlier in the season when Greg Taylor went off. So it would be nice to have him for the full game. Uh, Bernabe's a, a sort of a bit of an enigma of a player for me I think he, he sort of came with a big reputation he scouted well we had him scouted scouted well big fee I think it was nearly 4 million or something we paid for him it was a bit of a listed as a bit of a coup at the time um, performance wise kind of good going forward defensively a bit all at sea sometimes for me I think they're all all of his performances are like that yeah. and uh, again I've said that I, I really like the, the look of him going forward he, he strikes me as the type of guy who probably will create a lot of goals mm, for yeah. Celtic because he's he's hugely involved in that and linked up quite well with Haxabanovic as well. And the thing is, like, people will be watching listening to this thing. He's just at his best moment in a Celtic shirt and you're being a, a downer on him, which is very unfair, but we're trying to be... I mean, it was to, a class hit oh, for the guy. Exactly. I mean, lovely, lovely finish, but <laughs> again, this is going to seem like a dig, right? But Scales did that. Scales did that. That's a dig. Do you remember the screamers he scored in his yeah. in his first season? Scored to absolute crackers. I'm not comparing those players. I mm. just meant to say like why I say that is because scoring one screamer does not a Celtic player make. Well, yeah, that and see if you say ah, he gave the ball away ten times, but he also scored a screamer that, that won the game. Mm. That's not a realistic standard you can apply to a left back because that's not going to happen very often. Yes. How many how many times is he going to do that in a season? Twice. So what I'm I'm just trying to be balanced and objective about the level of performance he's putting in. You can't say he scored a, a screamer, mm. so so therefore he's going to do that on a regular basis. That's not going to happen. However, I do I, I like a lot of what he does. I think the the things that he is deficient in can be ironed out. I think I, I agree with you, Mel. I don't think it's going to happen overnight or that maybe towards the end of this season. But I think his awareness, his positional discipline can be got at. Because see if you see if you have the bit, like, speed and skill, I don't think can necessarily be developed on all that much. Mm. He seems to have a lot of that in sort of natural abundance. But his positional awareness, you can. I, I reject at the moment the chat that uh, he's actually a left winger. Mm. He's, he, you would need to start playing him left wing because how many times have we heard that over the years as it, well? It's kind of the, the go-to, isn't it, for yeah. people who are quite deficient defensively. Yeah. Rimpong, bowling goalie, Christopher Ayer's really a midfielder. How how often do these things actually mm. happen? And also what I would say about that is being a left winger doesn't mean that you are completely absolved of any defensive mm. duties. Like you have to be defensively disciplined 
as a left foot. Look at Dyson Maida. That's who we've currently got in yeah. that position. Look how much defensive work and positional discipline he gets through in a, a general game. You can't just be right, right. I don't, I can't really defend, so I'm just going to move further up the pitch. That's that's not how it works. I want I want to close off with Bern, Bernabe by saying, like, I, I I think he's I think he's going to be good. Because I'm choosing to think that, right? I'm well, choosing to. I don't to think you're. I don't think it's blind faith you've got because no, I think what, you what, I mean. what you touched on earlier on when you said like the defensive stuff, the positioning, the he has to be a snappier out to yeah. his man. There was a few times even at Ross County where he where he left the winger on the ball too long. Yeah. And you need to be out there quicker. You need to be more switched on. That I'm convinced that can be taught. Yeah. But yeah. see if he was absolutely rotten. Like we've seen players come to Celtic and everyone like, oh, they're a bit raw. When you're talking about players who are terrible, like the Amido Baldies and these guys were described as raw. Bernabe's not raw. He's got talent. Yeah, he has. He just, yeah. he just needs to, the, he just needs to sharpen up on the defensive stuff. And I think we've got a player there. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, I think he's going to be good, but it will take a little bit of time, a little bit of work, a little bit of sort of specialised work on his defence. I guess I keep saying defensive discipline, but that's mm, exactly yeah. what, what the, what the kind of issue is so I, I think I think he's going to be good I'm choosing to believe that because I can either just say oh he's, go he's going to be rotten or <laughs> but I don't believe that I don't think so so I, I think he's shown enough for me to think that yes he, he puts in almost the same performance in every game now but he's added a, an amazing goal to that but I think I think he can get better I think he's going to be worth it next season I think part of the problem Melly when you're comparing Celtic players when you're looking at Burnaby you can't help but just look across the pitch. So you're looking at Bernabe, you're going, right, so you've been here for, when did we sign him in the summer? Yep. So he's been here since the summer, played a bit of football for Celtic. As Stephen said, the performances are always kind of the same. Going forward, good, at the back, pretty bad. Passing especially can be quite patchy. Look at AJ. AJ came in, he's been here for a month or so, or a couple of months, and it's like he's been here for, for, yeah, for five yeah. years. He just completely slotted in. I thought he was great against Ross County, AJ. He loves a battle. Oh, he yes, absolutely, yeah. he absolutely loves a battle, and I like that. I like that, my fullback. So, oh, a physical battle on a bad pitch. Thank you for my favourite <laughs> food, Ross County. Yeah, yeah I, 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 that? drinking that down like maple syrup. <laughs> so, he's a uh, when you when you're looking at Burnaby, you're like he's definitely got something, but there needs to, as Stephen says, there needs to be improvements if he's going to sort of give us a bit more confidence that he can not take that position of Greg Taylor because I think even that's unrealistic. The levels that Greg Taylor's pushed up. You know, talking about those three guys, Awata, O'Reilly, Bernabe, in all likelihood, none of them are going to start against Rangers. Awata is probably going to take a formational change or something for him to start. I don't think there's any concerns over his talent. O'Reilly, we kind of know where he is. He just needs to come back a wee bit. It's kind of Bernabe who's left with something to prove. He is definitely. He needs a wee session with the old defensive coach, John Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, he'll be sorted. But, uh, I think you're right. Like When you look over AJ and you see what a talent that guy is and... He has a bit of everything and I think we're seeing more from him going forward now, which when you marry everything in his game together, he's like the perfect fullback for Celtic. Uh, and when you look at the drop-off from Taylor to Burnaby, it's probably the most significant drop-off we've got in the squad right now. But uh, yes, he is a young guy and we're going to need to be a bit patient with him. But that's all right just now because we're winning games and we don't have to play him. It's going to be when we have to play him. But when we're looking at it a wee bit ahead to the game next week, I can't wait to see Alistair Johnson go up against him. Yes. He absolutely loves it and you know he does. He was brilliant again yesterday. He got forward, created some things for Celtic and as soon as there's a sniffy a tackle, he's there yeah. every single time. I love watching I, I, him I love watching the... I watched the... There was a point where he careers up the pitch and the Ross County left-back just bounced off ah, him. Yeah, he yeah. went to put a challenge and I'm just, 
Yeah. <laughs> and Jota should have buried it from that chance. Yeah. Man. He did well cutting it back and then Jota blazed it over. But the weird thing about Ross County as well is so many times the ball goes over the roof, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Do you know, just, just a, whilst still talking about Ross County, I really felt for that. Who was that 16-year-old they had in defence? Oh, uh, yeah. Dylan Smith. Oh, he yeah. just get, he was, I mean, look, he's only 16 years old. He, he, I mean, what chance have you got against Celtic in the way we play? But there was some times you're just like, oh, oh God. the Maeda one. Oh. The Maeda one. Oh, ragdolled him. You think, <laughs> oh, you poor guy, man. you just yeah. having nightmares about that. Well, have easier days. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> well, I, I'm sure Malky McKay will have told him that. I'm sure like, it's, mm. a, it's a pretty tough, tough environment to, mm. to be thrown into that. I hope that's all I said about the yeah, Celtic yeah, team right now. Terrified. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's all right, son. It's Morelos next week. But, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so, uh, I, look, he had a tough time. But yeah. He had a tough time. But I think you know, he just got on with it. There was a moment where that, that, instance where he they were oh turned yeah. him and you could see his face he was like oh no man oh no what have I done got too tight to a guy who's bigger and stronger than me and knew I'm hearing to get back but actually it's uh, as I say baptism of fire for the boy I mean Celtic didn't have their centre half troubles to seek Melly in the post match they had grave concerns Martin Melly about the about the performances recently of Carl Starfelt you think there's a I've got to say over the weekend you two's kind of Put the wellies up me, so to speak. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Patreon.com, <laughs> slash 20 minute times. I distance myself from that. Because <laughs> no. Stephen, you said love averages on the pre-match. Celtic are going to lose some points at some point. You're like, Melly on the post-match was saying, oh, Carol Starfelt's built, building up to a mistake. So, you know, you've had you've had, you've had had a chance to sleep on it, Melly. Do you still hold that position? Yeah, I think so. It's just the one he played straight across goal. The one... Uh, Quite near the start of the game where Joe Hart's coming out. He looks and sees Joe Hart coming out and he still tries to pass it beyond him. Uh, it's just, that was wild. Uh, it's just these ones that I don't know what he's thinking at some points. Yeah. And so at some point he gets away with it a lot of the time because Celtic are very good defensively and teams are pretty poor to be honest. But it's going to catch up on him and it's not as if... But it has this season, hasn't yeah, it? There's been uh, penalties and all that. Yeah, we've uh, we've always tried to defend Starfelt. I think he is a really good defender, but it's becoming more and more frequent now. These wee things that are coming into the game, and it's a position now. I'm looking at right. If we are going to improve, I think we're going to need to improve on that guy. Not going to happen towards the end of the season. Now we're going to stick with him. I think, but I just feel that it's kind of building for him, and he has to now go away and learn from this right now and go. I can't be affording to make these mistakes because it's not as if teams are creating much against us. The only way we're getting in ourselves into these messes is clumsiness, to be honest. I, I mean, we don't really have much choice. I don't see Welsh or Kobayashi taking Starfield's place anytime soon. Well, not this weekend, no. no. I'd be astonished if Starfield doesn't start against Rangers. But yeah, I, I mean, I've been a big defender of Starfield uh, throughout his time mm. at Celtic because, I would, again, I can see how important he's been and, and what he brings to, to the team. Uh, much like with Burnaby, I've just chosen to to focus on the positives yeah. rather than, than the negatives as much as I acknowledge, like Burnaby as well, I acknowledge the negatives, but I'm choosing to, to focus on the positives. However, what I said about Burnaby, and I'm sorry to keep dragging Burnaby into it, what I said about Burnaby is that you can have all these positive attributes and they're clear, they're there for everyone to see, but they will be undermined fatally if you are making mistakes in games. Yes. If you can't get involved in a short passing game, that's which Celtic will seek to play. It doesn't matter what you've got going forward because that will be undermined completely by your failure to do the basics. And I'm not saying that about Bernabe this week. I'm saying that about Starfield. And he there's makes no a meal for of that. so much, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. And um, the, the thing is, I, I said, we were watching the game back and I said to you that 
Cameron Cat Vickers had a very similar mistake. Not similar, but it was a quite a bad mistake. Less than a minute later, I think he tried to dribble out of defence and he just gave it away. No one really focuses on that because it's so rare yep. from Cameron Carter Vickers. And, and that's obvious. I'm not saying we should apply the same standards to both because quite clearly Cameron Carter Vickers has bought the cachet that he has with the mm -hmm. fans through through performance and Carl Starfelt has done less so. So his mistakes are more focused on, which is obvious, you know, because yeah. he, he makes them more often. So it's, it's getting to the stage with Starfelt where we maybe look at footballers in the in what they can bring to you and look past them on occasion. So we've had the discussion about Joe Hart and we thought, right, right man, right time, did a great job. Maybe it's going to be time to look past Joe Hart soon, which, which is inevitable because of his age yep. and because it's a position we'll have to improve upon at some point. Maybe Starfield starting to slip think, into that category. think it's getting that bad with Starfield? Because you were a big Starfield yeah. defender at the beginning of the season. You were ready to drive up to Mikey Stewart. Mikey Stewart's <laughs> palatial palace <laughs> and right, hold yeah. a dirty protest outside his front door. I think, it, I, I think it will eventually. When you look at, and, and this isn't necessarily uh, all about Starfield, when you look across the team, as are getting better. Another example I've used recently is David Turnbull. He's not mm. done anything wrong. It's just that the team's getting better and better. And you look across the team, if I'm just going into every window saying there are positions we're looking to strengthen, and who's the worst? Who's the weakest player in the team? Previously, it wasn't Starfield. It, mm. it may have been somebody. It may have been somebody else. It may have been David Turnbull. Whatever. And we've brought in three midfielders since then. If you, if Starfield simply is the weak link now, and that seems like I'm being quite harsh on him because he's not. He's not like Never a lost a game domestically with exactly. him. Exactly. He's he's not a glaring weak link. He's not like like an international team where you've got a smattering of world-class mm. players and then some absolute jobber from, from one of the leagues because he just happens to be the best of his nationality of that position. Boyata. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, a great shout there. Starfield has just become... A, he's starting to stick out now mm. as, a, as a bit of a sore thumb in this squad because everyone around him is so good and getting better and we're improving on positions. It will get to the point where Starfield will need to be improved upon if he keeps this up. Jealous, isn't he? I know. All, all this is all we, we've discussed this before. Right? We won't go into it, but right, you know, trace it back. It's only been about three, <laughs> yeah, three weeks. <laughs> the pictures emerged, and three weeks later, we're all like, ah, you know he's what? Got, he's got to go. He's got to go. Get him out the door. Great defender. Now he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Disgrace. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Calling all men. It's time to mind your manholes uh, with Manscaped. <laughs> Everyone's aware by now that those nose hairs are a major turnoff. That's why Manscaped upgraded with our brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 with improved blades and motor. You can feel the power of that nasty nose hair annihilation in the palm of your hands. This improved Weed Whacker can now be found in the Performance 4.0 package for no additional cost. Save money and attack your nose and ear hairs by going to manscaped.com and using code TIMS to get 20% off a big discount and free shipping. Manscaped.com using code TIMS. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer uses a powerful 7,000 RPM motor with an improved steel blade system that upgrades the cutting performance from their first generation to better whack your weeds. The Weed Whacker 2.0 is cordless, rechargeable and has a battery with up to 45 minutes. That's a lot of nose hair. Trimming your nose hair for 45 minutes of runtime. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscaped's tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. Listen up, save 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscaped's shop. We touched on Mikey Stewart, Melly. Mikey Stewart thought that penalty was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we're going to go round. Stephen doesn't like this game, but just to make the rules clear, I'm going to ask you if it's a pen. I just want you to say pen or no pen, right? Then I will allow you to elaborate once we go back. Skip that bit. Just let, right. let Me- us elaborate no, no, first. No, <laughs> I'd like to play this, play this game. Stephen, pen or no pen? It's... Round was it? It was a pen. Yeah, sorry. Melee. Pen. Stephen. Forgot the incident. There you go. I think it was a pen as well. Right, this is getting ridiculous now. But the the pen or no pen game or the yes, yeah, the, the, the the punditry surrounding the handball fiasco in mm-hmm. this country. Now we have gotten to the point where I don't think anyone is allowed to have. Well, we're not. There's no such thing as a handball in football anymore. Yeah, they're all just scrutinised, and everyone is drawing their own arbitrary lines in the sand, precisely, and saying it's ridiculous. Yeah, right. These things are being given every week. See if it has your hand in the box. There's a fair chance it's going to be given as a penalty, an almost certainty that it's going to be a penalty, given that what we saw with Burnaby and O'Reilly, all the examples that we we saw early in the season, apart from Michael Smith at yes. Tynecastle right now, so we didn't see that. But Michael Stewart talking about it. I can't believe they actually put this out because the BBC is a <laughs> it's the the national broadcaster and 
there are plenty of people on hand. Not like us, we're a, a, a three-man shop over here doing mm. everything by ourselves. Working ruddy bloody hard. Exactly, exactly. We've got producers, directors, a lot doing mm. uh, sports sound, uh, sports scene. Sorry, not one person thought. Michael, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Do you want another run at that? Mm. Because what you've said is in direct no, to, to contradiction. Be fair, to be fair, they may have said that, yeah. and he may <laughs> have said, "No, I'm happy." I, I do two takes, yeah. and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And he just did like the, the same thing again. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a fucking schedule line. So, he's like Marlon Brando, basically. Yeah. Somebody's holding his lines up for mm. him. So, typically, in case you haven't caught it, what he said was that the the handball, so. What was it? Yakovite jumps yes. with his hand out basically towards Cameron Carter Vickers' mm. head. He said that that is a natural movement because all he was trying to do was make contact with Cameron Carter yeah. Vickers. That again, that's think, almost I, I, a side what, issue. What he, what he was trying to say was to play Mikey's advocate here. <laughs> what he was trying to do was say they're both going for a header, so he's putting his hand out like this, Yakovite, to stop Carter Vickers bashing into him or to keep to let him know, like, sense where Carter Vickers is. Yeah. And he thought that was that's he thinks that's the natural up movement of football, and that shouldn't be punished. But but what he has demonstrated there is that he doesn't understand the difference between natural and deliberate. Yes. A natural, such as it is, right? This sort of slightly foggy rule to do with natural positions. It takes into account involuntary movements. So if I if I push you right, you'll go through, you better you'll not. go through that wall faster. <laughs> what against Karate? <laughs> push me, mate. But it does hit you so hard. If I if I surprised you, right, mm. I could, couldn't shift you if you no. were expecting it. But if if I surprised you <laughs> from behind, right, there's a fair chance your arms would do that, right, or something mm. to balance out because you weren't expecting it. it was, it was <laughs> that is an involuntary movement. However, if you put your hand up to pick up a can that's on that's on a table, right? If yeah. you do that, that's a deliberate movement. Mm -hmm. You can't say it's natural because I tried to pick the can up. I think the problem we've got here is, right, Melly, um, I think the problem we've got here is with the handball thing, right? It is so obfuscated by the current rule, right, of and VAR and the whole mess that what every individual person now is doing, whether they're a pundit, a manager, a columnist or whatever, or a podcaster even, they're all just going out and deciding the, what their own handball rule is. Yeah. So Malky McKay after the game is saying, well, that's ball to hand. Well, Malky, ball to hand hasn't been a thing since 1983. <laughs> that's not the rule. And it's yeah. and then Mikey's going, well, that's a that's a natural movement. Well, it, it's not because his hand is up. So if Carter Vickers was just six inches further out, right, then he would his hand would be in no man's land and it would have stopped the ball. So it's, it's definitely a penalty. In every league in the world, that's a penalty. And, when I hear these discussions about it, as much as we're all frustrated with VAR and people watching will, and listening will realise this isn't super var world because <laughs> no. the VAR got the right decision in the end. It's a it's a penalty. The guy's hands out and the, the, the ball touches it and the, the handball rule is daft. It's it's just... The, the PR around VAR has been ruined. The SFA have ruined this VAR because the PR is so bad. They've not properly got everyone in to understand. So everyone's just out there making up their own rules. This is like... People being caught offside, you still hear pundits say, ah, but there's daylight between them. And the daylight thing's not yeah, been a yeah, thing yeah, since right. 1990. So everyone's just out there making up their own handball rule now and then judging every incident based on that. But that was, to me, watching that game, forget VAR, forget all the controversy of handball, forget the Bernabe thing, which the SFA said a mistake, forget everything else. That's a, that's a clear handball. Yeah, and Chris Boyd and Michael Stewart came out and said after it, it's the inconsistencies and what was it, if flabbergasted and all that? Yeah. But this one incident, this right, single yeah. incident is a handball 
and a penalty. Mm. His hand is out with him. It hits his forearm in the box when he's trying to go for the ball. It's a penalty. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter about decisions in the Kilmarnock Dundee United mm. game. It doesn't matter about decisions in the Celtic Ross County game last time or Burnaby. None of that matters. Is this a penalty because it hits his hand in the box and he's trying to go for the ball and he's nowhere near it? Yes, it's a stonewall penalty. The fact that we have had a fiasco with VAR, we have had inconsistencies, plays no part in this decision. Mm. It is a handball. Yeah, it is a aye. penalty. And nobody can argue with that. Chris Boyd coming out and saying it's the inconsistencies. It's the inconsistencies of the other decisions, not this one. You have said this one is right. Yeah. So what what is inconsistency? David Tanner had an absolute normal oh, no, ever, <laughs> again. <laughs> He's been at the old gin again. Oh, notice me, Rangers. Uh, notice no. me. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm a broadcaster, you know. Obsequious little toad. <laughs> See, do you think a final thing on the, the natural versus the deliberate thing? Mm. What Michael Stewart there is is seeking to remove any agency whatsoever from the player's own decision. The player decided, even even by Stewart's own description of the incident, he tried to make contact with Cameron Carter-Vickers. So that means he deliberately put his hand out. Yep. Mm -hmm. He didn't touch Cameron Carter-Vickers, he touched the ball. That's a decision. That's not a natural movement. He decided to put his hand out to touch Cameron Carter-Vickers for whatever reason, and he touched the ball. Malky McKay described it as a grazing of his arm. Go back and watch it, how far that ball bounced off yep. his arm. It went about 12 feet in the air after it bounced <laughs> off his arm. Such was the contact that he got on it. To, to be honest, I'm embarrassed that we've spoken about this incident for so long because it is so blatantly a penalty. Yeah. It's contemptible to even have the debate as to whether it's a, it's a penalty. The guy jumped up and handballed it in the box and... People are losing their minds over whether we've, we've spent eight minutes discussing <laughs> it. I want to get through the Ross County game as quick because we want to talk about the Rangers game. That's what people want to hear about. There's a few things on the agenda. Melly, you are panting like a dog at me. So <laughs> I, I feel like you really want to say something. No, yeah. just, just before we move on from the penalty fully, say Aaron Moy doesn't make it next week. Mm. And Jota steps up no, to take a penalty. That was, a that was an absolute shunter. <laughs> Are you confident? That's two chronic penalties uh, that boy's hit. Um, who, hit it hard this time, but straight at the keeper, and the keeper kind of jumped out of the way. He, he, I, but when me and Melly, when we were watching the game back, I think he was trying to get his foot around it. I don't think he meant mm. to hit it down the middle. Not, I, I, not that square down the middle. No, yeah. it was a really, really poor hit. So who's hitting the penalties then? Got to be Moy, hasn't it? Yeah, if he's available. If he's available. Right, let's discuss two more things about the game before we move on to the Rangers game because that's what everyone wants to hear. First of all, I want to talk about the overall performance of Celtic. I don't think it was great. And secondly, I want to talk about O's performance. Mm, yeah. Which one do you want to go with first, Melly? Celtic's not great. O's very great. So let's go with O's. Let's because, go on, you go. Oh, it was great watching him just lacking that goal for the complete substitute performance. Mm. We've seen a lot from him where he's getting goals. Now we're seeing his all-round players really really coming to town. I think the international mm. break done him well, <laughs> done him well because... <laughs> okay, it, carry on. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> uh, he got a boost from a Jürgen Klinsmann, was very complimentary yeah, of yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, he's going to come and watch him soon. So, like he said, he might be the future of South Korean football. He's got a big... Uh, that's a great compliment from mm. a guy like Jürgen Klinsmann. And I think you can see O's all-round play was brilliant the other day. He's always looking to get in and around yeah. the, the goal mouth action. So, always pleases me when strikers look like they're going to score because boy oh boy we've seen a lot that didn't look like that so we've got that so we're kind of comparing them to Giacomacchus because that's the guy he's replaced and he'll do that Giacomacchus will always get goals I think O will get goals but I think he's 
all round plays better. I think the touch on the halfway line where he spins the guy, there was also a throw-in taken to him where he turns somebody and tried to get a shot away. I think you can see why Celtic went out and got him and why Celtic thought, you know what, we can get a guy with a higher ceiling in than Jackamakis. Jackamakis, great for Celtic, very effective. I think he will be much more effective going I, forward. I love him, Stephen. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that performance there, he was putting it about. He was, he's so eager and so keen to score. He's getting on the end of things. He's got great technique. He's, he's, I know this is like a real cliche, but he is honestly getting better with every game. Now, you move on pretty quick, don't you? Yeah, how, oh, yeah, well, what, yeah, I did like Yakit. Maybe I've got a thing for Celtic substitute strikers. Maybe yeah. that's one thing. Well, on, on that comparison, that, that turn, I guess it's only one instance in a game. Mm. Uh, but the Yakimakis is dead to me. Unfold him. <laughs> good, as soon good. as a player leaves Celtic, unfold him on Instagram. Deserves it, the snake. Mm, yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> so that, that turn of that 16 year old uh, centre half on the, the halfway mm. line. That was that reminded me of Yakimakis, not for the reasons you might think, because he was actually not that good at that kind no, of thing. No. And I know it is that was a quite an impressive piece of skill. But when you you can have, if you were to write down the profile of somebody like Yakimakis, you would probably come to the erroneous conclusion that he's good at holding the ball up. He actually wasn't. No. That, that he wasn't actually that good. If you popped the ball to him in the halfway line, his touch wasn't great. It was in the box that he came alive. So he's maybe. Better at that than O so far. O's got a long way to go, right enough. But O, I, th I think, will be a lot more, a lot more strings to his bow. Um, his when it but O, his bow. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Uh, so yeah, very, very promising. Like the look of him. I think Jurgen Klinsmann said he was hungry for goals. Yeah. So well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, looking forward to to that because we're going to need him as well because Yakimak yeah. is a very effective player for for Celtic. Very effective indeed. So we're going to need O. Uh, Kyogo missed a. Terrible sitter in oh. this game. And see, on actually on that, on the performance as well, wasn't it great? But he should it, have scored about a dozen uh, still. Kyogo had a shocker of a chance. Haxabanovich missed one. Taylor hit Taylor the, hit the post Jota with a hit the beautiful bar. shot. Jota hit the bar with an equally brilliant shot. Carter, Carter Vickers headed it over oh, for about four yards, yeah. sort of scooped over the bar. So, and another day it could have been about six or seven nil, but it, it just the overall performance wasn't mind-blowing by any means. Mm. But I think Celtic possibly deserved more out of the game. Rangers melee. Oh, oh. Uh, it's these games are always big. This one's massive. It's bigger than that, Stephen. What's that? It's large. It's large. <laughs> <laughs> um, th this is uh, th there's a there's a lot on the table here. Rangers like to talk. The players like to talk. Oh goodness me! Have we had any beal shit this week? <laughs> uh, no beal shit, but we have a smorgasbord here of um, Rangers players talking before a ball is kicked. Their favourite Rangers players like to do two things they like to play football and talk about playing football <laughs> um, yeah. so we have Goldson I'll let you take your pick here we have comments from Lundstrom and we have comments from the ever present um, James Tavenier who's going to spin the wheel spin yeah. the wheel and see which so, one it lands so on right, go off press the random uh, <laughs> oh we've got Tavenier <laughs> and James Tavenier said quote we're going to see the real Rangers right which is and that must be a copy and paste because I feel like every <laughs> yeah. time every time he loses a game against us which is a lot um, he comes out and says that wasn't the real us or I'll sh we'll show them the real us remember the apology he put out after yep, yep. lose the I mean this guy is um, Lundstrom hard man Lundstrom the gap is not as big as it's being made out. Right, back to that again. Back yeah, to the gap. Back to the gap. Uh, Goldson. This is the best. This man. is the best one. <laughs> Goldson, the manager wants us to win the league from when the manager arrived. Now, <laughs> right. first of all, they're just they're just over in Ibrox. 
making things up. Yep, yep, yep. Just making up throat. Right, no, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. The real quiz is from when I was manager. <laughs> the real quiz, right? But the problem that with that is, right, we can still win that as well. So they're making up <laughs> yeah, trophies yeah. that they can lose. So Mick Beale's got an imaginary girlfriend and Ange might steal her. That's yeah. basically what, what we're looking at here. It's not, it's not a real thing. You can't win the league from a certain point in the season. We've been through all this with Gerard, and he's... Just uh, ego boosting, uh, isn't it? Yeah. The, the only reason anyone would ever come away with that is so that they can say they did it. Yes. And even at that, I would be mortified if I was a Rangers fan and I had a can manager. Can you imagine Ange saying anything no, along those lines? No, never. And that's what I mean. I'd be mortified if, I'd, if I was a Rangers fan. For a start, <laughs> and, and then even more modified if my, my manager was coming out with things like win the league in a in a section of the season. Yeah. That's it's ridiculous. You know that meme of uh, Mourinho just writing writing stuff on yeah. a wee clipboard. That's that's Michael Bill updating his CV. <laughs> just uh, I won the league from but this the, point. The reason it's so pathetic, Melly, is because he's not coming with seven games left. Where you could rightfully say, well, the only expectation possibly on me is to win the remaining games and then we can look and see how I've done versus the competition in my remaining games. He's already played us at Ibrox. Yep. This is playing us at Parkhead. They had a cup fail against us and they've got a semi-final against us. He's had plenty of opportunities to actually win the league. Yep. He doesn't have to yeah. make up things to win and they just can't make any ground on us because we're so relentless. But this notion that he's some, somehow completely out of his control is a nonsense and I'm amazed that the the... The, the press in this country have not pulled him up. They let him away with this stuff constantly. The guy, yap, 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 yap. He's, what's that mean? Your mouth moves like a rat. <laughs> yap, 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 yap. And that, that, I mean, it's it's constant from the guy and it's it's bordering on, it's not bordering on, it's very embarrassing, but it's bordering on nonsense. Go with this because, you know, you did inherit the gap, but it's not closed under you and this is your second opportunity to close it and in all likelihood, you're probably not going to. Yeah, and it, it could well blow up in his face, as you said, We've played them at Ibrox, couldn't get the win. We've played them in a cup final, a neutral venue. They were terrible. They were really, yeah. really poor. And Wasn't Tam the real Rangers, mate? Yeah, Tammy had to <laughs> come out and apologise. So if he loses this one, he is on very, very shaky ground because if he doesn't beat Celtic in one of the remaining three games, you've had a transfer window. You have had, what, five opportunities to play Celtic. He doesn't come out with at least one victory there. That's sets a precedent for next season, doesn't it, where he's okay. going to really struggle because this league basically comes down to the games that they play against each other because they've barely dropped points apart from that. In fact, they haven't dropped any points uh, since he came in apart no. from against each other. So it's going to come down to these games at some point and if he's not capable of winning them, so he has to be, very, he doesn't have to be careful actually, he has to go out and win one now, he has to go out and win at least one and have very good performances. In fact, he has to win more than one for all this jibber-jabber he's talking. It's <laughs> absolutely crazy. He cannot come in, lose a final, lose a semi-final and lose at least two league games against Celtic no. and expect it to be all right. Look, it's fair to say, you can sit here and go, look, what does it say about a league where basically the team, there's two teams that can win it and they basically just play against each, each other because the rest of the league, you just roll right over them. You know, everyone beats every, you know, we beat everyone until we come to each other. But Rangers are... I mean, another nonsensical thing is about this budget, this fantasy about the budget. The wages that some of these Rangers players are getting paid, fact. I'm not even going to repeat them on this podcast because people wouldn't believe me. But yeah. you can just go and look at how much Rangers spend on wages compared to us. They spend more on wages. And there are players on there, Connor Goldson, and uh, there's players on there paid way more than Celtic's highest paid player. 
Because everyone's amazed Goldson renewed. Remember, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was for the off. And Rumours of upwards of 37 grand a week for Goldson and these sorts of sums getting thrown about. They're paying mega bucks to these guys. So that there's no, there's not as if, oh, we can't compete with the budget. You're paying more than us for players. You, and But just I just want to ask you, are Rangers in a position, Stephen, where the only chance they've got of winning a league is if Ange leaves? Yeah, possibly, because God knows what would happen if Ange leaves. Mm. We, we've seen from Celtic in the past that we just sort of lurched from one managerial appointment to the next without them really tying in. So mm. do we bring in another Ange Postacoglu? We said in a previous podcast, virtually impossible, virtually yeah. irreplaceable. So who we're, knows? We're not saying Ange is leaving, no, but no, the no. point yeah. I'm trying to make is there's, there's really, you know, there, there's nothing they can really do, you'd think, to overcome how good a manager Ange is and all this sort of snivelling and whining and moaning on the sidelines about budgets and about uh, since I came in and since I inherited all this is just flim flam to use another <laughs> to use another phrase the, the talking needs to be done on the pitch and, and see if we beat them next week there's no hiding place yeah, yeah well on this uh, stuff about the winning the league since Bill took over that kind of plays into that as well because there's every chance that could happen and then Bill does add it to his CV mm -hmm. and starts talking about what an achievement is because traditionally what we've seen from Celtic and other champions over the years is if they've wrapped up the league with four games to go they drop points after yeah, that point yeah. so even if Celtic go out and gubs Rangers this weekend which could happen that would be a gap of what 12 yep. 12 points at that point 1200 but, goals but would only be a gap in Bill's table of three points <laughs> Celtic could easily drop a couple. Or they, they, Rangers could beat Celtic in the a dead rubber at Ibrox at the end of the season in the league, and Celtic could draw another game, yeah, yeah. and then Michael Beale would have won his trophy. So that's that's how ridiculous that is. That's how embarrassing oh, that is. Uh, another Bealism or more Beal shit was <laughs> um, what was that? I've only lost one. Oh, one of the last nine. One of the last nine Glasgow derbies. Aye. So as he's he's taking credit, he's first team coach he's yeah. taking credit as first team coach for winning Glasgow derbies during a season that didn't happen I mean the guy's nutso <laughs> so what's Steve, Stephen McManus's record in these these games because <laughs> yeah. that, that's what we're dealing with Gavin Strachan Gavin yeah, Strachan oh what's his record can in he these move games? for can he <laughs> move for Glasgow derby victories and Gavin Strachan's is <laughs> he's got them hanging up um, who's a uh, who are we playing then all being fit or do does does the team pick itself Melly? I think so. I think uh, Hattati and Moy come straight back in. It's looking good for that as well, yeah, despite yeah. them being missing. Uh, Taylor will play. So it's that usual back line. I think McGregor, uh, Moy and Hattati and then Maeda, Jota and Kyogo. I think it's yeah. the team that picks itself right now. Iwata maybe feel a wee bit hard done by, but this team's been doing it for most of the season. Mm. So I think that'll be it. It's as strong as it can get for Celtic right now. No huge injury worries. I think these guys probably could have made the game at the weekend pushing it, but it's just that wee bit of lack of match practice if they've not played for a few weeks, especially in this game. So Celtic can get off to a good start, then it'd be good. But that, that team is strong. It has a bit of everything and has a lot of players that can hurt Rangers. I I think Ange is a manager that at the moment has... Um, he seems to me, Stephen, as a manager that's a bit sick of other people's shit. Yeah, he dug yeah. up the Hibs manager recently. He dug up Michael Beale twice now. I think he's getting a bit sick of people playing down his achievements, saying that his job's easy, saying that he's lucky. I think Ange has got a real focus on this game. I'm maybe not looking too much into this, but have you noticed he's wearing a suit recently? Yeah, yeah. He's getting down to business. The cough, the cough seems to have gone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all signs point to, I think, this game on Saturday, I think, is going to be one of these games. I'm sure Ange has done this before, but did he not 
beat Rangers once and then come out after it and go, yeah, we'd been focusing on that game for a couple of weeks, so we were building up this game. I think this is one of these fixtures where he knows if we get them at the weekend and smash them, the league's pretty much done. And it doesn't matter what they say after that. And yeah, I think that's yeah. one of these things he's building to. But we know, for all the joking aside and all the bealisms and making fun of the players, we know that Rangers are easily the second strongest team in this league. Yes, yeah. They have caused us problems at Ibrox before. They have caused us problems at spells every time we've played them. They've kind of, the game sort of ebbed and flowed a wee bit from time to time. Um, they have got players that can cause us problems. Well, I'll probably suggest Tillman would be the mm. danger man. He's the guy who's in form. I think he's got five or six goals in his last four or five games. The only one he didn't score in was the cup final, of course, mm. when it mattered. Yes. When it mattered, he Hooked didn't. on, was it? Yeah, that's right. So After his talking, <laughs> yeah. there's a theme here developing. Yeah, so I, I, I reckon he'll be the, the danger man. Cantwell appears to have come on to a bit of a game, although I did see a gif of them celebrating together. They celebrated the goal together mm. and they were doing a sort of take on a American football so Cantwell throws the ball and Tillman jumps up spins around catches the ball and sort of does a wee so sort of touchdown badass, right? isn't it man but they couldn't even get that right because <laughs> Cantwell does not look like he could naturally throw anything never mind air it didn't work have you seen that, that spindly little spindly does, little guy does he look like you th look, does he look like a normal person throwing with their left hand yeah <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he looks like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spaghetti arms, spaghetti arms. Uh, aye, so I'm joking aside again. Like those are the the creative influences in the team. Morelos kind of puts himself about a bit. And Morelos is a nuisance, of course he is. Um, he got that goal in the, the cup final as, as well. Sakala, fast again, a bit something to think about. Really, oh, was Sakala did the talking in the last game. Yeah, was it? What do you call the other mob? The other mob. That's yeah, right. that's right. Um, so that, you can basically pick their team as well. I, I think Raskin, Raskin is injured, so you'll probably see something in the midfield resembling Jack and Lundstrom mm. behind, <sighs> behind stop, that. Stop, stop, John Suter's back from injury. Oh, is he? Aye. Wow. wow. <laughs> Jesus, man. What a sign. Remember, remember, again, another mention from him. Did Mikey Stewart not say we should have signed him instead of the Carter Vickers? <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly should. It's, I had the Starfield. And in fact, it was Carter Vickers. I'm Aye. sure it was. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm addressing the public now. I'm looking directly down the mm. barrel of the camera. See if you've ever called that guy the most sensible, intelligent pundit in Scottish football. <laughs> this is your fault. This is your fault. Mate, you've you've enabled hates this. Mikey Stewart. <laughs> I've got a friend, female friend, who listens to the podcast, and she is deeply in love with Mikey yeah. Stewart. And she oh. might turn up to 20 minute times and bat you. She <laughs> thinks he is a heartthrob. I, I don't see it. Okay. Yeah. Well. So I, just, I went to school with somebody that fancied uh, who's, who's that comedian Lee Billy Conley no who's the, the sweaty guy who's massive in the 90s oh, you're going to have to finish this Lee Evans Lee Evans, oh, Lee uh, Evans. fancied him <laughs> what I know tell oh, me about it I know. women She's are weird yeah. <laughs> Melly's got a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> where, where on earth was it oh, Rangers yeah, problems I, I, don't, I don't hate Michael Stewart I just think he gets away with murder because mm. he didn't play for Rangers and he pulls them up on their sectarianism on occasion <laughs> and everyone says oh he's great he's so intelligent <laughs> okay, and, and he's not alone. he's not Chris Boyd <laughs> and he's not Alex Ray so give him his full name uh, I don't know what you the mean thinking man's idiot oh yeah, yeah the thinking man's idiot yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that one uh, Rangers, it's it's the same old the same old stuff. I'm looking with all the subjects we've already brought up tonight. I'm looking at you, Starfield. Mm. Keep the heat in yes. this because the mistakes are creeping in. He conceded a penalty in one occasion with that weird thing with Sakala, where he, he slid in under yeah. Sakala's foot and sort of took his foot away from him. 
he's conceded a penalty recently with that shirt pull yep. in the in the box. Raw paper performance against Ross County. So things ha- are starting to trend towards him having a, another bit of a nightmare. That said, he's, he, they've been pretty much invincible, or not invincible, I don't want to sort of invoke that mm. name, but you're kind of you're pretty impenetrable at home when it comes to the the, 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 the defensive <laughs> defensive side of things. I, exp- I demand that it be better than it has yeah. been from Starfield. I'm, I'm looking at him. But no bears, nobody, no well, bears. Well, yeah, behind, oh, that's it, behind, uh, no eh. bangles, there's a, lo- a lockout. Oh, so, Good, more Celtic fans get to see the team, so it's me. Not going to be any bears there, is they? Uh, as uh, <laughs> Stephen Gerrard wants the to paraphrase, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be full of Celtic fans, and the last time that happened, it was absolutely tremendous. We absolutely took them apart, and we have seen this Rangers team wilt in those conditions before. Team of serial losers, but look, they have Walter Smith. <laughs> they, they have Just trying be- to think of another one. <laughs> <laughs> they have been on form uh, recently, so it's Wiltstruth. They have been on form recently, so it's going to be a good game. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I'll also get that nervousness, and I can't think of one either. It's so. fine. I'll, ca- I'll, ca- I'll catch it, Millie. I'll take the ball. It's the business end of the season. Twenty minute times. Patreon.com/slash Twenty minute times. We will have absolutely everything covered from now to the end of the season and beyond. If you like this podcast, you get extra videos, extra writing, extra podcasts at Patreon.com/slash Twenty minute times. You can support us there. Keep the wheels turning and help us invest in your equipment. Do all that good shit that keeps us coming. But most of all, thank you for watching and listening. Mark Wilters. 